This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fans. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh, oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am your effervescent host, Chops. And with me today, we have the usual usual suspects. (laughs) The you what? How are you effervescent? How are you the the description of a soda pop? I make and people I'm... sneeze. <laughs> All right, fair enough. When you get too close to your nose, I make you sneeze. That's what I mean. It is. Anyways, true. we've that got is very true. We've got Mr. Craig WK. Welcome. And Mr. The Glitch. Mr. The Glitch. Mr. The Glitch. You Mr. have to the have glitch. two prefixes. Chops is acting like he is been on more episodes than any other Legend Retro podcast host. Am I not anymore? No. Oh my god. Nice. As of the last episode. Wow. Craig WK, reigning champ. Congratulations. Yes. You know what you win? I nothing. There's no <laughs> there's nothing worth worth it. I I was hoping for like uh some kind of parade, uh some type of fanfare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess there's a parade. I guess a show like this doesn't uh, get you much, does uh, it? If you go to a small town in West Virginia mm-hmm. called uh Uh-huh. Where's this going? Rate, rate, um, I'm sorry, it's it's hard to pronounce because it's right. It's right, it's, yeah. it's a word that I'm not very good with. Uh, um, reaching falls. Um, oh, I thought it would, the city would be called literacy. Uh, <laughs> if you go there right now, I've there's a parade there. for you happening tomorrow. Wow! So see you, Craig. Right, well, I'm gonna get out of here and go to my parade. Uh, you guys enjoy talking about Super Mario Land. <laughs> Took us a bit to get there. What a build up. He's not, he's not leaving. <laughs> I, I'm not. No, I'm, you can't get rid of me that easy. My plan didn't work. No, it didn't. It was foolproof. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> so Super Mario Land is what we're talking about today. It's the first handheld Mario game w- that was made by Nintendo for the Game Boy. It was released on August 1st, 1989. And in this side-scrolling platformer, Mario must traverse Sarasala Land in order to save Princess Daisy mm. from the evil alien Tatanga. Is it Sarasas? <laughs> Sarasa Land? Is this Sarasa Land? Yeah. I yeah. thought it was Saraceland. <laughs> Saraceland. Um, I mean, it can be the Saraceland. Yeah. I mean, like, it absolutely can be. It's it's whatever your heart desires. I get my tops. hair done at the Saraceland, so. <laughs> Listen, they do good work. All those, all those Easter Island Very heads experience. and sphinxes <laughs> flying around. Uh, and... <laughs> Much more articulate and spears. yeah, much much more dexterous than you would think. You yeah, it's surprising. So you said August first, uh, yeah, nineteen eighty nine, uh huh, in North America. Uh, we record these episodes ahead of time, so you know today's date is not August first, right? But the day this episode comes out, August first. Oh, oh my god, it's gonna Mind be the thirty blown. year anniversary. As you're listening, if you're listening to this, then the is day this came why out. you suggested this? No, game? seriously, I didn't think about this until last night when I was doing research. <laughs> this and I was is like, why you were up all night? August, for, yeah, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> you couldn't sleep. You're so excited. I had like a dashboard. I'm like drawing lines. Oh, so like Wait, there's so one. It, it looks like 30. Those, it looks like those like uh, detective like boards when someone's obsessing about a murder. There's yarn like all over the place. Pictures of us like. Just very elaborate for no reason. It just says e- equals know. 30. Danielle, Danielle comes downstairs like, what are you doing? It'll be the 30th anniversary. <laughs> what will? It will be the 30th. <laughs> just repeating it over and over again. 
Well, thanks. Thanks for, for bringing that here. Happy birthday it. to Happy Super birthday. Mario Happy Land. Happy birthday, Super Mario Land. Yeah, this is, this is pretty exciting. I didn't Ooh. realize it. And hmm? there's a Super Mario Land being built. Oh, technically, yeah. In uh, what, Universal Studios? Yeah. I'm excited about that. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, Universal, yeah, Universal this is Studios. Exciting. They're I building think. A, like a Mario Land. Oh, man. It's going to be yeah, a Mario if, area if, of like Universal Studios. If only whatever. it was only themed on this game. I know that probably wouldn't tra- <laughs> attract a lot of people, but if it was only themed on this this game, there's just it'd chickens be everywhere. Really chickens, flies Aliens. that can only jump. <laughs> <laughs> Kids come in and they're like, "Why are there so many Maui?" Heads? Oh, don't hit the Koopa because yeah, it'll explode. <laughs> just turtle shells exploding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We're under attack. This has been extreme. Wow, we didn't really put a lot of thought into this uh, area. The balls theme bouncing part. everywhere all the time. You just super balls. You buy them in stores. <laughs> yeah. They give you fifty when you walk in. It's like a like, boy, boy, like boy, ball boy, bearings, boy, boy, like boy, boy. a D D, like a bag of ball bearings, but it's a bag of super balls. Boy, 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 boy. It's just like bouncing <laughs> yeah. all over the place. All right, well, let's let's talk about the, uh, the actual game then. Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the history of the game. Okay. Uh, so it was developed by R and D One, which is one of the teams at uh, Nintendo around the time. The A team. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Gunpei Yokoi and Sataru. Okada worked on Super Mario Land as well as the Game Boy itself. R&D 1 not only was making the Game Boy, but basically the president Yamauchi was like, yeah, so you're going to put Mario on there, right? And they're like, well, I mean, I guess we can. And they're like, yeah, yeah, get on that. Uh, This is also the first Mario game to not have Shigeru Miyamoto's involvement with it. Which is crazy. I didn't, I guess I didn't, as a kid, I didn't realize I'm like, oh, it's a Mario game. It's going to always have the main person who created the character involved. But no, no. not in the, not in this case. Uh, He was busy working on uh, little projects, you know, like Super Mario World and Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Yeah. He, he was busy, you know, he had stuff going on. And I mean, honestly, having R&D 1 work on this Mario game was probably for the best because they were already making the Game Boy, even though they didn't like have the time to like really, really do it, you know, kind of push the system's hardware to its limits. They were able to kind of figure out how to get Mario onto a handheld in a fairly short time to get it out with, you know, this new Game Boy system. And we'll talk about another game that they worked on later today, too. Oh, cool. But Yokoi uh, did a lot of work with Miyamoto. So like, Miyamoto would go to him for advice on things. He's kind of like his right-hand man. So, I mean, it, it was in good hands. Which oh, is, for sure. Which was what you know we'll find out when the game came out. It Mi- was amazing. Yeah, Miyamoto uh, uh, has gone on record as saying that Gunpei Yokoi is one of the people that he sort of like respected the most in the industry. He learned a lot from him and stuff. So, you know, Gunpei Yokoi and Miyamoto, you know, seem pretty close at Nintendo you yeah. know, during and, this time. And I'm looking at their game list... That R and D one specifically worked on. Oh yeah, it's insane. It's it's well, they did all the Mario Land games. Yep. They did Doctor Mario, mm-hmm. and then they also did like Mario Tennis. They did some really interesting ones. You go down the history of of the of their franchise. Mm-hmm. Like they did Fire Emblem, the Blinding Blade, uh, the Binding Blade. They did Fusion, Metroid Fusion for the Game Boy Advance. They did a, a wide variety of, of games. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know this game, uh, Mario Clash for the Virtual Boy. Yeah, Mario Clash. Yep. It was a, almost a more arcade style Mario game where you Mario goes into the like foreground in the background and shoots like uh, uh, like he'll he'll hit a Koopa, get a shell, and he can throw it into the background to oh. knock out enemies. It was sort of like a, a kind of like a, almost like a spiritual successor to the original Mario arcade. Oh, okay. Oh, it, honestly, for for a Virtual Boy game, not bad. Uh, they also worked on Tetris and like Kid Icarus, mm-hmm. um, Ice Climber. So like, oh yeah, R and D one is a, great. A great history of games there. Absolutely. I uh, and I mean, it's not like you know, like I'm you know, a lot of people argue that Mario Land isn't as fun as like Mario Land two. But I mean, like it's it's they they had to work with the technology that they had for sure. But it did sell. Over eighteen million yeah. copies. It sold more than Mario three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's attributed to the fact that it was a portable Mario game, the first of its kind. Yeah, and it was the on the the first portable Mario on the Game Boy. Right, you know, exactly. So a lot of people were buying this game. You know, it was the fourth best selling game on the Game Boy by the end of its life cycle. Yeah, you had oh, yeah. Uh, what Tetris. This one. Uh, let me see if I can guess. Doctor Mario. Nope. Uh, do you else? know what the other one is? I do. What is the other? Pokemon. There's two. So there's two more. It's got to be Pokemon. 
So they're both Pokemon. It's Pokemon oh, red, red, blue, and green. green. Okay, and then, and then uh, Pokemon Yellow, silver and gold. Oh, silver and gold. Okay. Oh, right, right. Because it's it it works for Game Boy Color, but it's technically a Game Boy. Game. Yeah, Game Boy game. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's really. Uh, yeah, with uh, the exception of a few Mario Karts that came out in the last like 10, 11 years, mm-hmm. it's like number one or two, or not, I'm sorry, uh, two or three overall of. Mario games. Oh yeah, yeah. It's crazy to me too because I don't think of it like of my friends who had Game Boys and Game Boy games. None of them had this. Really? Oh, I was the only one who had this game. That's. I mean, that's really an oddity because know, of the right? fact that so many people bought it. But yeah. here's the other thing to consider too: is Nintendo made a last deci- like kind of a last minute decision, and basically decided, you know, no, no, we're not going to put Mario with our Game Boy. We're going to put Tetris. Right. Yeah. They, they kind banked. of. On the fact that the portability and the puzzle, you know, is going to be more accessible. And I think they made out like bandits because yeah. Mario Land sold so much because they knew Mario would sell. Well, that's the thing is like, that's a smart business move. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Why not play, pair with this other game, which in retrospect is also just as equal as great of a game as Super Mario Land is. I think in, in far of it's like its impact in the in the gaming culture but yeah why not why not bank on like yeah we're gonna sell you know millions and millions of copies just by releasing it by itself like i i think that they could have sold made so much more money because they paired super mario bros 3 with a nintendo right wait they did SMB3? eventually eventually they, oh, yeah. eventually oh i thought they did it out of the bat okay wait mario 3, 3? for the nintendo yeah mario uh, mario brothers 3 oh you mean like when mario 3 first came out was yeah. it paired it was it was yeah i think they would have made more money if they didn't pair it with that like follow that route too i think it was about pushing units though so really? at that point of the life cycle of the nintendo i mean it was 88 when 3 oh, came out uh in japan yeah but like in uh america is quite a bit later uh, oh, we don't have to look it up. It's okay. Well, I mean, I, I think can... it was ninety one when it came out in North America, but really? it's so. I mean, it's about pushing units at that point. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's right. yeah. No, that, that's very true. You know, when it comes to the because uh, they're end trying of to the, bring uh, back more, and more. Yeah, I mean, if there was already something paired with it at the time, they probably wouldn't have done it. Like if they had a different game that came out around the same time Mario three came out, then it could have been done separately. But I yeah, Mario with three. three in Japan came out in eighty eight. In America, it came out in nineteen ninety, like two Jeez. years later. Okay, yeah. Wow. Because they were short on those chips that they needed oh, for Mario yeah. Three, the chip shortage. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. But, but this game yeah, was basically this game was a launch title with the Game Boy, which means, and I looked up the date. Yesterday was the 30 year anniversary of the Game Boy. Of the Game Boy. Oh, that's yesterday cool. is yesterday the day this, this re- episode comes out. Yeah, that's cool. What other games were part of the launch? You know, I didn't look that up. I'll look it up. Look at uh, Well, I tell you what, let's, uh, 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 so that we're not spending the whole episode talking about history, <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay. Uh, so. One of the things that's most noticeable, you know, I mean, it's a Mario game. You know, you run around, you jump on enemies. Standard platformer. Yeah, pretty standard platformer. But Mario controls quite differently than he does in Mario Brothers. Yeah, he does. He's It's a little bit, like, stiffer of controls. And I don't think that they're necessarily bad controls, but they are different than Mario Land 2, all the Mario games that came before it. Mario can kind of stop on like a dime, it seems. It's like he just ate a big bowl of pasta, and he's just <laughs> a lot heavier. He doesn't slide. It's just... He's got a lot, a lot more momentum, like quicker, like just like speeds up when he jumps up. I hope she made lots of spaghetti. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I... I uh, another thing to uh, think about is in this game, Mario Land has some weird segments to it. It has shoot 'em up elements. It's got yeah, it's it's like those it's weird a transitions. Shoot 'em up. It's yeah. like the auto scroller. It's like well, we're not gonna do your typical auto scroller. We're gonna make you fly in a plane or in a submarine. Yeah, like what? <laughs> and what is he shooting? He's just shooting bullets out of this thing and blowing everything up. It's yeah. amazing. Apparently, uh, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto originally had plans for that in the original Mario, and he just couldn't get it to work right. Didn't like it. Didn't work out in his you know the way he wanted it to, so it got scrapped. So Gunpei Yokoi was like, "No, nah, no, I'll take care of that for you." It, it reminds me of the the submarine. Reminds me of the Mega Man Game Boy. Uh, when you're in rush, when you're in rush submarine, or uh-huh. whatever, it reminds me of that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so there, there's some other kind of weird things to think about is in this game, it's not Bowser who's the enemy. It's like Tatanga. five different bow- bosses. Well, it's different bosses, yeah. but the, the story of the game is that the evil alien Tatanga has uh, come to Sarah Salon. Yeah, Sarah Salon. <laughs> to get his hair done. 
Sarasaland, Sarasaland, whatever. And uh, he he got his haircut done. It wasn't to his liking, so he's mind controlled every single kingdom, and he's now going to force Princess Daisy to marry him. So kingdom, I didn't know that certain. I didn't know a kingdom was run by Easter Island heads. It was really funny to this place. I know it's a fantasy world. It's fake. It's funny. But it's just like the guy, it's just so weird. Like these different, I don't know. It's like they, they were like, well, let's pick the weirdest. Let's pick the seven wonders of the world. We'll make a game on it. But then we'll put everything alive in it. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a really, it is definitely a weird game. So you have uh, uh Birabuto Kingdom is ruled by the Sphinx, King Totomes, uh, Totomesu. Uh, you have the Muda Kingdom is ruled by the Sea Dragon, Dragon Zamasu. Yeah. You have the Eastern Kingdom, which is ruled by the, uh, uh, is it pronounced uh, Mo- Moai? I didn't look up the names. I, I just know. wrote down yeah. Aztec head. Yeah, I just oh, wrote no, down. No, no, it's Easter like. Island head, not Aztec. It's, oh, yeah, uh, uh, it's um, I think it's pronounced Moai. I think it said Way Maui earlier, which there. is uh, incorrect, but I. Uh, I mean, they honestly are. They are very good, <laughs> uh, uh, His name is Hiyoi Hoi, and the Chai Kingdom is ruled by the cloud uh, Bio Kintun. And uh, what's interesting to me is that when they brought over Mario Land to America, they did not, like, localize the names. No, they didn't. Every single one of the names is just the English pronunciation of the Japanese names. Like, uh, and it's funny because I didn't quite catch it until, like, uh, uh, like I'm looking at these names. I'm like, oh, wow, there's a lot of, like, a lot of Japanese flair here. But, like, you know, a Sphinx? Why does the Sphinx have this, like, Japanese flair to them? And I'm like, Chai Kingdom, the Cloud Bio Kintun. Kintun? That's the name of Goku's cloud in Dragon Ball. Like, what is going on here? And so, yeah, it's uh, all the names are, uh, like, uh, uh, the, the Bomb Koopa. Uh, is the uh, is Noko Noko or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. It's all yeah. The Japanese. Goomba is like Goombeo or something like that. I, uh, well, I think that uh, I when they brought it when they finally localized it for later releases, they named it like a, a Goomboy or whatever it is. Like, but its original name is similar to the Japanese name of the Goomba. Like, it's super weird that that's what they went with because the uh, because eventually they did localize it. You know, like eventually for like I think it was like the I don't know 3DS releases. Really, or I never played the localized version. I mean, you don't see the names in the game. It's yeah, just yeah. the instruction manual or whatever that came with it. I, uh, but yeah, it's it's really weird to me that like you know, you have like all these like monster names and stuff, and they're all Japanese. It's just it's a it's a a big change from your Mario you're used to. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about from going from like Donkey Kong to Super Mario Bros. for the Nintendo. Like, I mean, I feel, like there's there's big jumps there, but like this is just like a weird jump. I feel like this is a, less of a jump than how Mario went from went from North American Mario two. Right. Yeah, you yeah, gotta think definitely in America. This is par for the course. You have Mario one. Mm-hmm. He's in the Mushroom Kingdom. Mario two in America. He goes to Subcon the Dreamland. Yeah. Mario Land. Which is out before uh, Mario three? Would it be out before Mario three? It would have been if it was yeah. ninety. Yeah. yeah, it would have been uh, uh, out before then. And so it, he goes to the uh, uh, Sarasa land. And so you go to these three. He go to he goes to three different kingdoms. So like for America, this is no big deal. I mean, aliens are a little weird, but not that much more weird than going into a land of dreams, right? I guess I don't know. I just. Uh... I, the Mushroom Kingdom, that title, like, sticks with you, I think. Well, that's hindsight bias, because you got to think, every other Mario game, yeah, he's always in the Mushroom Kingdom. Even all the newest games, he's if he's not in the Mushroom Kingdom, he goes from the Mushroom Kingdom to space. Yeah, I guess, okay, so the, uh, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm trying, I'm thinking too much current. Oh, you, yeah, absolutely, because so, so back I then. I go back. But, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, even though it's still. Yeah, I mean, it the, is weird. The, the way the levels are put together, the backdrops, like there's sunken spaceships. There's weird hieroglyphics throughout the second world. Like, it, it's just a, a, a strange mix of cultures, but it's all based around an alien. <laughs> well, yeah, it's an, a, an alien that's taking control of all these different kingdoms. Yeah. But, yeah, like, you know, the the uh, Birabuto kingdom is obviously Egyptian-themed. Yep. Muda kingdom is uh, uh, sort of just like a watery area. Like, maybe it's like Atlantis or or, maybe, uh, or the sunken kingdom of Mu, the, the lost city of Mu or whatever. What's that? Yeah. 
it's another like ancient city that was lost to the the waters that's like legendary and probably doesn't really exist. Oh. I uh, uh you also have the uh uh Chai Kingdom. I uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. Eastern Kingdom is based on like Easter Island. Yes. And then Chai Kingdom is uh ancient China. It even that has, was so interesting to me. That it, one. The music is is also very like has that like kind of like uh like cliche China spin to it. Yep. And uh And uh, the the enemies. Yeah, the enemies are the I don't remember what their name is in China. They're like these hopping they're like hopping vampires. Yeah. They like hop around and they have like they, they look just like they would, you know, in like, you know, like uh uh like but they don't look like they would in ancient China because there no, were no such thing as that. But <laughs> like, you know what legends, I mean. Legends. Yeah, the legends. Yeah, depictions and the legends and stuff. So yeah, it's a, a really interesting game that like you know that like that they took it in like sort of a real world spin to a degree. To a degree, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's still based on on you know old statues and like ancient legends and stuff like that. But at the very same, it's more based on real world legend than it is like mushroom people in a land of dreams you know yeah and i guess i mean it uses real characters like mm-hmm. chickens and bugs and <laughs> right yeah, yeah real life creatures i mean and, and we could talk about the enemies in this game how vastly different they are from super mario world like the goombas themselves are they look like skulls to me they just look like oh. scary skulls walking around um and everything explodes. The Koopas, when you jump on them, turn into bombs. And yeah, they their uh, shells are made of bar, are a bomb. You have like bees flying around with spears in the first level. And then these flies that like hop back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, Sphinx that shoot fireballs. Fireballs. You have the Easter Island head dudes throwing rocks. Like it's just a, it's, it's so, to me, it's just vastly different than the original game. And I, I love it because it's unique. Like you yeah. remember it. Like, if you're going to take a Mario game as, and so this would be the second in the series? Third. Third in the series. For that North well, America. In America. For in North America. America. Yeah. yeah. You got to make it unique. You got to make it just as weird as the other ones. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same old thing and no one's going to play it. And it also wasn't Miyamoto working on it. If, right. if Miyamoto was working on it, it might have been set in the Mushroom Kingdom again. You know, I mean, let's face it. Almost all of his other Mario games are set in that area. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's a good chance that would have been. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah, but then you wouldn't have Princess Daisy, uh, Mario Summer I know, Fling. right? <laughs> who maybe is with Luigi now? Summer who knows? Love. Summer Love. Oh, yeah, that's right, because in the movie, it doesn't she get with uh, Luigi, right? I think so. It's Princess so? Daisy in the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, I you guys remember? believe okay. so. But I also don't care enough to remember <laughs> anything outside of the yeah. fact that I like Mario, Bob Mario, Hoskins. and Luigi, Luigi Mario fighting yeah. Bowser. King Bowser, Dennis which Hopper. is played by Dennis Hopper. <laughs> you have John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. Um, God, Bob Hoskins is so good. I'm so sad was that was one of his Mario. last movies. Really you, you have Bob. You have everybody freaking out about Bob-Bombs. Um, oh, and they called them Bob-Bombs, right? They didn't call them Bob-Bombs? Bob-Bombs? I'm pretty sure it's, it's actually pronounced Bob-Bombs. Is it Bob-Bombs? Yeah. Bob-Bombs yeah. Okay. Um, and then the mushrooms were really weird. Okay, wait, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. So the game, a lot. Well, I mean, the game is weird too. So you don't collect uh, a power up mushroom; it's a heart. It's a heart, but that's because you know well, there's the only... one up. Yeah, that's the, the heart. Sorry, the one yeah, up. one yeah, up. Yeah. The one up was a heart. There is the power um, up mushroom, but that was because of the limitations of the Game Boy's, you know, well, yeah, color. Well, yeah, I mean, you would, it would just be the same. It would just look sprite. the exact same. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. You still, yeah, you get the power up mushroom. Get the coins. You get coins. You get the flower yep. power, which I guess you shoot balls. It's but. it's super balls. Yeah, they bounce, fire, and they, they collect coins. Yeah, which is really cool. And, and you got the end of the games, and, the levels. Oh, and oh, oh, oh sorry, uh, and didn't know you weren't weren't done. And? The 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 super ball mushroom, whatever you want to call it, is a hidden super unlockable <laughs> in Super Mario Maker Two. It is. I uh-huh. did see that now. Oh, that's cool. It it's is, really yeah. cool. It changes like your color too, doesn't you it? You look black and white that's and the cool music mush. changges All to right. the uh like uh that. first level theme of uh Mario Land. <laughs> Sweet. It's really nice. They should make a spin-off game called Super Mario Ball. It's like a monkey ball game, but it's Mario black and white. Should they do that? Yeah. Is should. that what they should do? I'm gonna go pitch it to him now. <laughs> see you later. Fly off to yeah, Japan. See, see you, Chops. Chops is off to see. Can you, I, can he's you gonna, drop, <laughs> could you drop me off at West Virginia while you're on the way? You got it, buddy. Thanks. I'm just gonna push you out the plane. Chops is off to find R and D one. Where do I find you? <laughs> Where are these people? Uh, uh, and then when you get the inv- invincibility, it, they play Can Can instead of the normal Mario. The song. infernal. What was it? Oh, I have it written down. What? The actual name of the song of the Can Can is is called the Infernal Gallop. What really? Yeah, 
That sounds so much more menacing than, than what it actually I, is. I thought you would like that particularly. I mean, I do. It's based <laughs> off of it's uh, um, a French cabaret song. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it's called The Infernal Gallop. Weird. <laughs> uh, so, tell me, uh, I, I'm sure uh, uh, Glitch, you have some information on and, and some glitches? Any? Uh, yeah, I found a couple of glitches. Uh-huh. Uh, um, one of them is you can get to the top of the screen in level 1-3 by doing a mm-hmm. jump into an area where you're... It's just got like a little bit of a ledge, and then you can actually just run right past the boss fight. Really? Yeah, I think I've done that before. Interesting. I didn't um, know that was a thing. Yeah, kind of similar to how you can do it in the original Mario. Like yeah. yeah, jump over the yeah. level and run yeah, through it. Exactly. Like, yeah, okay, I gotcha. Except this one was not intended <laughs> to the game. Oh, right. oh okay. Uh, there's another exploit which the speedrunners will use uh, in the flying levels, like in yeah. the 2-3 and 4-3. Um, you can just get smashed by the wall and kind of just hide into kind of like the outline of the screen, and yeah. you don't get hit by any enemies. And it's actually another way you can skip the boss in 2-3. In yeah, so in the oh. speedrun I watched, he um, shot a block and then wedged himself between it. They're, they're, they're columns of two rows of or two columns of blocks. Mm-hmm. So he shoots the first one so that there's like a little notch. Gets in there just before the boss loads in and it pushes him off screen, but it does like a screen wrap mm-hmm. and he hits the switch before the boss even loads on screen. Oh, and it weird. And beats the boss. Interesting. I thought that was pretty neat. Any other uh, glitches there, uh, Glitch? So those were the two that I found. Two big ones? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, Issues with the game with hitboxes not counting. Like mm-hmm. I found some people would like be able to jump through like the vines coming out of the pipe and not get hit, oh. and like the um, the Eastern Island guy who throws the blocks or the boulders. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you stand a certain way right by him, he'll throw it and it'll just give you coins. Really? Yeah. That's weird. So there's a lot of issues with the with the data of the game, but huh. I mean, other than that, that was the only the glitches I came across. Any uh, speed running info? Yeah, so the the world record holder for the any percent run is Columball, which is at uh, twelve twenty five. Be twelve minutes and twenty five seconds. Really, twelve minutes? Mm-hmm. That seems. I mean, I know it's a, a fairly short game. Yeah. A lot of a lot the a lot of critics were were very impressed with the game when it first came out, but kind of complained that it was a very short game. Because it's only 12 levels. Yeah, it's not that but long. But it's, it's because of those side-scrolling ones. Those, those take some time. Those are very slow levels. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it could even be faster then, technically. If it, if it didn't have the side-scrolling. Yeah, if it didn't have those auto-scrollers. Yeah, if it, it was just like faster. 12 straight like platforming levels, I mean, you'd probably cut it down another like four or five minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was I did see that in a lot of the reviews. It was like, you can beat this game in less than an hour. And that was like the biggest gripe. Yeah. And, like and they just didn't care for the fact that it was I mean, so short. But again, I mean, this is the Game Boy. It's a handheld device. Well, yeah, you're going to be playing. Like, it's, it was meant to like pick up and play and swap between games fast. For sure. And to, you know, uh, to its credit, there is a hard mode after it. If you beat right. the game, there's yep. a more difficult mode. Yeah. After so then if you beat it after that, you get to start at any level you want. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yep. I didn't realize Which, that. Uh, also, going back to our, our thing, uh, the launch games for the Game Boy were. Oh, yeah. Super Mario Land, uh-huh. Tetris, yeah, Alleyway, okay, which is like a breakout clone. Yeah, yeah, I've played that. We did it, I think, for a retro relapse before. Tennis, mm-hmm. Yakuman, which uh, is a mahjong game. Okay, so Japan only, and then baseball. Oh, okay, I so played baseball a lot. So pretty a pretty basic lineup, but a, a pretty decent lineup for a, a, a handheld game. I yeah, think. yeah. I uh, okay. So any other uh, speedrunning uh, type stuff? That's about it. There wasn't a whole lot. There was like a hard mode. There was a there was a time for the hard mode. I didn't look it up either, though. That's okay. I so I tell you what. I I think it's about time we chat about the the music. Well, yeah. I do want to add one thing is that I I hadn't played this game in a while. I own this game, like I said, Mm -hmm. and I was watching the speed run. Like, oh yeah, I remember this game. I was like, oh yeah, I beat this game as a kid. Like, this is like one of the games I remember. Like, I actually beat as a kid. And he beats the first world. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And then gets to the second world. I'm like, this doesn't look familiar. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Well, it kind of does. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just keep. I'll just keep watching it. And make sure I, I know it. And he gets to the third level. I'm like, no, I didn't beat this game. <laughs> I beat the. I beat like the first world. Maybe the second world twice. Um, and and I was just like, nah. <laughs> 
I never beat this. I feel like an idiot. It's one of those memories as a kid where you're like, you play those games, you play the first level, and you're just a kid. You're not very good at it. Uh-huh. And you struggle and you struggle. You remember that struggle and you beat it and you think in your head like you beat the whole game. But no, I, I've never beaten this game before. Have either of you ever played it all the way through? I did. Yeah, I beat it as a kid. You did? Okay. Yeah. And then I, I remember appreciating in the second game... Super Mario Land 2, you can face the aliens in Tonga in one of the worlds. Uh-huh, the space uh, yeah. world. Uh, now, world that game I did beat. I do remember <laughs> that. But yeah. I uh, I have beaten Mario Land, uh, and I uh, actually got the Game Boy, I think, the Christmas it first came out. Oh, okay. And so I, I have a lot of fond memories. I, I have a very distinct memory, and maybe it was technically the second year the Game Boy came out, but I'm pretty sure it was that first year. Uh, I have a distinct memory of getting not only the Game Boy for that like Christmas at my grandparents' house, but I also remember uh, getting the the black zipper carrying yeah. case. Yeah, is it the one that I have? I where it's like long this way and it's got slots here, and you put the Game Boy in it next to it. Uh, no, it's uh, it's like large. It's like almost like a, a carrying case. Uh, in the center, you put the Game Boy. There's like little slots that you put the the games in that stack in like those oh. little uh, cases. And then there's like a, a spot you can put like extra stuff, like whether it's like a few extra games or maybe instruction manuals. I think that's the one I have. Is that it? Sounds like the one you're explaining. Mine's a about soft too. shell one, and it's about like uh, the size of maybe like a small. Oh, okay. Oh no, mine like was a, pretty like a large jewelry. So box. I got that one. It had like a strap. Yeah, it had yeah, the strap. Yeah, yeah mine sweet. has a strap too, but it's more like think of it as like a fanny pack, but. Configured for a Game Boy, so I was cool as a kid, so I didn't have the fanny pack one. <laughs> well, it went over your shoulder. It didn't. It didn't actually go around your fanny. Because I feel like we're explaining the same one. <laughs> well, and not know. according to the dimensions he's holding up. Every time, mine was, yeah, I, mine every, was like this big. It, I mean, I don't know. I gotta look this up. Do you still my, have it? My, yeah, it's at home. Yeah, but it's, it is not the one that you've showed me before. That you oh, have okay, Game yeah, Boy yeah. Games, right, I know yeah, that because it, it just has like a. Oh, okay. It has like a His hole is a here. It has like a plastic barrier there. Uh, next to it, so just enough to fit the Game Boy, and then just enough to fit like maybe eight to ten games. My, but they they stand up. My favorite oh, part of this conversation up. is that the uh, listeners cannot see our hand movements, so they're just like <laughs> dimensions or what? I don't. Yep. What yep. are they even talking about? Don't worry, I'll draw a picture for you, put, and we'll talk about it next episode. <laughs> so I tell you what, let's go ahead, take a break, listen to a word from one of our sponsors, and we're gonna chat about music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month, plus a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right, so we're talking about the music to Super Mario Land, which was composed by one of my favorites, oh, yeah. Hirokazu Tanaka, who worked on Metroid, Kid Icarus, Dr. Mario, and, and your favorite game, Hello Kitty Hello World. Hello Kitty World. Oh, and a little game called Earthbound. Yeah, the series of Earthbound. Well, he did Mother 1 and Mother 2, right? Mother 1 and 2, yeah, is what he worked did on. He work on did he work on He didn't work on 3? No, no. Some of the themes that he did in Mother 1 and 2 got like kind of reused by Shogo Sakai. Uh, but Shogo Sakai was who composed Mother 3, which is very good, but not quite uh, the same as uh, Tanaka's work. to the Tanaka-loving podcast. It has always Jeez. been. It has always blah, been. Blah, blah, and he always blah, gets blah, shamed blah. on this podcast, too, because he always loses in the first round of any bracket we do. Because <sighs> his games aren't as good. It's because <laughs> our fans <laughs> don't know what they're doing. Oh, oh is that it? I'm calling they're them calling out. out. We'll wow. see. I mean, we'll themselves. see the fate of uh, Earthbound in this new bracket we have. Oh, it's not a, going to win. <laughs> there is an Earthbound song. <laughs> I, do spoiler. I do hope it loses. <laughs> it's not going to win. I... I can't say much aside from that. You got to listen to that, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 draft episode we did on Patreon for the details. But it ain't gonna win. There's no way. Anywho, I uh, so let's go ahead and listen to some of the music. There's there's quite a few themes we want to listen to. And to its credit, I mean, you know, the the music is fairly repetitive. You know, it's it's only a, a pretty short loop before it you know, uh, can you know repeats itself or whatever. But uh, as far as that goes, I feel like the music's quality just sort of helps it along so much because of the fact that yeah it's a little repetitive but it's so good and that's kind of standard for the game boy itself like i would say overall i was surprised at how good the game boy music was for the for its library 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially, you know, I mean, a, a little, this little dinky handheld. Thing, oh, yeah. Having that great of music coming from it. I mean, but I think the composers get a lot of credit for that because. Yeah, they got creative. Well, there's a lot of Game Boy games that didn't have that great of music. It's not like the sound chip was amazing. Yeah, it's this, that the people knew how to I use it. I guess the only ones I played. It this definitely trick. set the bar high. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Off the bat. I tell you what, let's go ahead and listen to the uh, theme of the Birabuto Kingdom uh, overworld music. Uh, this is, you know, one of the more standard kind of level themes of Mario Land. It's the first level's theme. Let's give it a listen. <laughs> are such nerds what do you mean we're nerds we're just listening <laughs> you're to the music. dancing tapping your finger at the triangle when it goes hit this this glitch guy over here shuffling like he's a i don't know it's it, just nerds it's still playing in my head <laughs> yeah, so i know it is. i'm just gonna keep dancing also here. that's how you go crazy it's just you hear that song <laughs> over again no it's a, it's a great song mm-hmm. it's definitely it, it's definitely a walking jam like you it it it, it has movement in it yeah it's it's really good. Well, let's go ahead and play a theme that uh, the two of you chose. Uh, this is the theme of the underground of the uh, Birabuto Kingdom, and it's also used in the Eastern Kingdom. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and give this guy a listen. <laughs> amazing dungeon music ah uh, it's so spooky yeah it's a great alternative to the original mario dungeon theme oh mm-hmm. yeah man if you replace that with like that that song with all the other mario underground levels that'd be so great i i really like that uh theme th- a lot i think they really nailed the like dungeon theme on the head though in super mario world i think that dungeon like the castle themes Oh, the castle themes. Are, I think I, I, that's the perfect one. Mario World has amazing music, too. But we're not talking about Mario World. We're going to get totally sidetracked if we start playing that stuff. Let's go ahead and play a song that I chose. This is the theme of Muda Kingdom. So a lot of the watery uh, type uh, uh, lands are you know, in this theme. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. about one of my favorite themes in this game. Uh it, it sounds like a a like 80s sitcom <laughs> intro. I think that's why I like it so much. Uh, yeah, like I just think of like like Pete, like a Mar like 
think of like Mario Y in the living room and like, oh, look at the camera, Mario. And Luigi's making something in the kitchen. And like, seriously, I thought the exact same thing when I was listening last night. I was like, this is the perfect like 80s sitcom theme. The, the, like the cabinet, like a uh, cabinet under the sink opens up, Toad comes out yeah, and like, right? he, like shows up looking oh! around. He's all surprised. Mario's shaking his head. Oh, God. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, they're all sitting on the couch together, and Yoshi comes in and runs and jumps on someone's lap. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty pretty close <laughs> to pretty that, sit, honestly. Pretty sitcom yeah. uh, I would watch that sitcom, for the uh, record. I would, too. I wonder... Uh, I'll play with Mario. Hey! Hi, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's Dr. Nick. Sorry. <laughs> Dr. Nick. I was trying to think of, like, a Mario voice. It's a me? Uh, it's a me, Mario! And then everybody has, like, the, the, the audience rap. clap. Yeah. Q laugh track. Okay, we should just stop this uh, episode. And then Mar- and go Mario and Toast will kiss, and the crowd's like, ooh. <laughs> and then Luigi pops in, Luigi, Mario. Luigi's like the Kramer. <laughs> he just like slams through the door. Everyone claps and wait, freaks out. Wait, he just really hasn't done anything. We're really developing this. <laughs> That's enough out of you. That's enough out of you, Chops. <laughs> I, let's go ahead and listen to the theme that all three of us unanimously we're like oh yeah this is going in there this is the end credit music uh, i've also uh, heard it referred to as rocket ship ride uh let's go ahead and give a listen Listen to this on repeat for the uh, rest of the episode. Now you know I was up till one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that came sense. out thirty years ago from the day. Well, I'm just gonna listen to this one song and wrap this up. It's just playing in my head by itself. I'm not head. even playing it on the computer. He's just playing in my head. He's officially like going crazy. gone crazy doing research for this game. Yeah. I mean, nuts. if there's any game to go crazy for, it might be this one, right? Real quick. Yeah. I'm like Brian Williams listening so, to the Beatles and going crazy <laughs> and be like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever heard." So you. You start that level, I think, or, or one of the parts in that level is he's in a airplane already. Mm-hmm. Then he saves Daisy, and he gets this way cooler rocket ship. Yeah, at oh, the yeah. end, I presume he steals like, it from the alien. Yeah, I was gonna say like, man, why, I wish I could have used that instead. <laughs> that rocket <laughs> ship would have been way cooler to use. Yeah, he's got to steal it from Tatanga. Like, there's, I mean, Mario doesn't have a spaceship. I mean, he does now. Uh, he has an he aircraft. <laughs> he right. has a submarine. Why wouldn't he have a spaceship? Um. For the same reason that Galaxy. a lot of rich people in our world have airplanes and, and you hey, know, submersibles. Oh, you I don't know. Did you see the kingdom that Mario has in Super Mario Land 2? He's pretty, he's pretty wealthy. I mean, he is pretty well to do. And he's got his own rocket ship. Yeah, he, well, I, this is just now just his the, second one. He just put it in the garage with the wait other one. Wait a ones. second. Is that rocket ship the one he stole from Tatanka? Yeah. And we don't even know what kind of dowry he got from rescuing Peach in the first game. <laughs> From the Mushroom Kingdom. Come on. He has like a like kingdom's riches. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap up Super Mario Land. What are your guys' final thoughts on the game? I love it. It's a great, 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 great game. Can't recommend it enough. So this <laughs> Can't recommend it enough. Second what Chop said. And then also add uh, the music is just hands down the best game, uh, best music for the Game Boy. And I think one of the best. Really? Wow. One of the best for any classic it's retro Old stand. That is very bold, and I'm not going to say he's wrong, because the music of this game is very good. Uh, 
Hirokazu Tanaka's work is is amazing in in I mean everything he does, let alone you know Mario Land. He he really knocked it out of the park with this one, and uh, yeah, I have a lot of fond memories of Super Mario Land, playing it over and over again when I was a kid. Because you know when I was a kid, I got the Tetris that came with it and Mario Land, and that's about it. You know, off the bat, I I think. You know, I, I ended up getting like a Contra game. I got Pokemon. I got Link's Awakening eventually. But when I first got it, this is about all I played because I'm really, really terrible at puzzle games. So I could only play Tetris for a few minutes before I was like, I don't want to be an idiot. I want to be good. And I'd play Mario Land. So, uh, yeah, it, it definitely is a game that means quite a lot to me. But uh, I tell you what, uh, guys, let's go ahead and uh, jump into another uh, R&D1 game. Let's jump to our Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So for today's Retro Relapse, uh, the glitch has chosen for us uh, Wrecking Crew. Which, which is another Mario game. It is. It's another Mario game. It is. Uh, it's a little bit more arcade-like. Than you know Mario's other games. Yeah, it came out before Super Mario did on the NES, right? I uh, it came out on June eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five in Japan, and uh, America is October eighteenth, eighty-five. I so yeah, I mean it's a, a very early Nintendo game. So I think that would have been a, uh, a launch title then for the NES. No, when did the NES come out in America? Was that eighty-five or eighty-six? Eighty-five, right? I think 85. So it might have been a launch title. I think it was a launch in title. In Japan, 86 in Europe. It was yeah, a release as a launch title for the Nintendo. So yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, uh, so we're getting this as we're getting Mario. Yeah, we are. Uh, Which is weird. It, I mean, kind of, but Mario was sort of, you know, kind of became their, their sort of their flagship character early on. And uh, he definitely stuck. But uh, as far as that goes, in, in Wrecking Crew... Not not like a Mario game. Oh, not at uh, all. You know, so essentially what you're doing is you're wrecking stuff. Yeah, you're climbing up and down ladders, uh-huh. going on platforms, and you're breaking walls, ladders. Uh, we call them servers <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in, in our Retro Relapse video, which you can watch on YouTube, uh, the Games of the Media YouTube page. But yeah, they're they're like just stronger walls. So you're you're... Side, so when Mario moves, it's a side view, mm-hmm. but when he hits, he's hit in the background, yeah. and that's the only thing you can hit. You just got to avoid enemies by, you can't jump, just mm-hmm. not running into them, yeah. and then blowing things up that, I don't think you can actually kill an enemy in this. I think it's just avoidance. Yeah, it, there's almost like a puzzle element to Wrecking Crew where you have to sort of figure out the best paths to go. Like, we eventually, in the that video, jump to, like, the last level or whatever, yeah. and it's crazy because you have to, like, choose these right paths. So and, like, I watched insane. that level. I, I looked it up today uh, to see how mm-hmm. it was beaten. Yeah. And there was a couple things. It was like, oh, okay, that's a, that's a good move. And then there was other ones It was just like, you would have to know, like, it seemed like the player knew something I didn't about uh-huh. the movement of those guys and how it functions because there was, like, magic. Like, he would stand in, right in front of one of those creatures coming at him, and he didn't move, and then it went down into the ladder right in front of him. Yeah, I think... And, in, and so I think there's, like, a, a, a trick to it. Well, I think in that level, all the enemies are going in a... Fixed pattern. Fixed pattern, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, there is just, yeah, you just have to know when... It's one of those levels where you probably just have to die a thousand times. Yeah, and be like, figure it Here's out. the pattern. It's kind of just like in uh, Pac-Man. And there's a pattern to move around the ghost, and you just don't ever die. It was cool, though. I saw him get to the top. If you guys remember the level, uh, he gets to the top right corner where the bomb is, and he hits it, and it destroys all the ladders. So then all the guys just drop down to the bottom <laughs> that's level. Awesome. And that's how you beat it at the end it, is that you do that, and then you just hop down each step to and finish off the, the bombs as you're going down. And then as that's he got cool. down there, it shows them all just like <laughs> scurrying around. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, that's how you do it. We yeah. did find out that uh, in that recording that Chops does not like eggplant. I don't like eggplants. Yeah, he doesn't. No. He's not a fan of eggplants. I mean, I'll, if I have to eat it, I'll eat it. Like my my mom would make like stuffed eggplants growing up and stuffed peppers and things like that. And I would just take the stuff it's stuffed with. 
I didn't, so want, I didn't want the vegetable. Just give me the, so the what, meat and rice and the, and the sauce. So what stuff. you're saying is, is you won't even eat when you're the the eggplant when you're forced. You'll eat the stuffing well, that is contained. As a kid, I did. As a kid, I wouldn't eat it. But as an adult, like if I'm in a restaurant and it comes with it, or, or if like somebody is making me a meal with eggplant, and I'll eat it. I'm gonna. I'll be polite. I'll let Daniel know not, next time you come over. It's for a not recording. a choice. Of, no, eggplant like I'm saying, I'm, I'm not asking eggplant. for. This is not what I'm saying. He totally you know? wants eggplant. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Oh, we don't. It, we're listening. We just don't care. Ouch. <laughs> Hurts right here in the heart, folks. All right. So, Craig, what do right you give this game on the eight bit scale? On the eight bit scale, I, it's it's not my preferred style of game for sure because it's a puzzle. game. <laughs> Because it's a little bit of puzzle to it, and I'm a big old idiot. Uh, but uh, but no, it was kind of fun. It's Wrecking Crew is a, a, is a good game, even if it's not my kind of game. It is objectively, I feel like a pretty a pretty good game for its time, you know. And so I think I'm gonna give it a, uh, probably like a five out of eight. I feel like it's above average, but I feel like it's not my kind of thing, you know. Chops, are you happy that I didn't have you guys play an extremely terrible game? That was really nice. No, because <laughs> it's going to happen anyway. So yeah, like, happen eventually, like, I'm not sure. going to give you thanks for the fact that you are already planning to have us play terrible games. Oh, I just bought a great one, too, last yeah, week. I'm sure you it's did. It's coming in the mail. I'm sure, excited for you guys sure to play it. God. I'll give you a little hint. Uh-huh. CDI. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> as long as get a new controller first. Buy me one. No. <laughs> Why would we do that? I don't even know. I'm just saying, you guys are gonna play with the controller I got. As far as I'm concerned, you're the executioner walking up to me with a, a with a pistol, and you're like, "Yeah, I, I don't have the bullets. Can you give me something to shoot you with?" <laughs> no, thank you. Glitch. I say good day to you, sir. Now, what are you giving on the eight bit scale there, Odd Chops? Uh, for this game, it it missed me. Like this is that arcade style game. Like Donkey Kong, like yeah. those super popular arcade games where like mm-hmm. high score was a thing and how far can you get? Sure. So for these type of games, they don't really do a whole lot for me. I thought it was really unique. I thought it was interesting seeing Mario in a different way and the mm-hmm. kind of mechanics and, and uh to it. And I love puzzle games, so like it was already a few points up there uh, on something I like, but just the game itself as it's that kind of game where like you're very limited by the controls, which yeah. kind of annoys me. It, it's it's an okay game. I, I would give it right in the middle of four out of eight. Four out of eight. It's it's definitely for an older audience. Yeah, but just for me, it just kind of missed the mark. For me, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say a six. So I oh. think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, launch title for the NES. I think it looks great. Um, and a hundred levels. I mean, it's a lot. That's a lot of gameplay for an NES launch title. It, no, it absolutely is. So, yeah, six uh, out of eight. Wow! So we uh, all spread across. Yeah, we're a little bit different. Yeah, six five four. I uh, no, I feel like a lot of the times we end up sort of like kind of having the same aligning. Sort of, yeah, yeah, same aligning. Uh, maybe a little off, but this one's a, a pretty big variance. I feel like it's just those eggplants. You couldn't get past it. <laughs> yeah, no, they they kind of ruined the whole thing. They look like minions. Come on. <laughs> and now I want eggplant parmesan. Ew, chicken parm all the way. I mean, you know. Sure, I'll, I'll grant you. The if you had a choice better, between but... chicken and eggplant, what would you choose? Depends on my mood. No, but you I would like pick chicken. chicken. Don't no, lie. I, no, I prefer chicken. You're Don't right, lie. But I, I mean, it depends on my mood. If I'm not feeling chicken, Don't I might take, go eggplant. I can't believe you're taking eggplant side on this conversation. How dare you? Why do we have to do this on the air? Because <laughs> we get only because I, I only feel comfortable <laughs> when there's an audience listening to our fights. Go team eggplant. That way, I know I'm safe. <laughs> and, right, yeah, and, that's... And, and there's an audio record of it in case this has to go to court. Yeah, I, I mean, I got to grant you that. You're at least bright about this. I'll, I'll give you a ton of credit. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I tell you what, though, guys, uh, and, and for our, all our listeners, uh, make sure to uh, go ahead and uh, jump on the YouTube page for GameZilla Media, like Chop said. Uh, and uh, you can also get access to our videos early if you jump on patreon.com slash GameZilla Media for just $1 a month. You have access to that. And... Uh, for five dollars a month, of course, you get the bonus episode each month. But uh, let's go ahead and jump into our music bracket. Yeah. So, for our uh, uh, you know bracket that we're doing this time, it's character themes. And so, uh, for the uh, the first one up that we have is from Guitaru Man. So the player character is uh, the character you won. And it's uh, uh, a really interesting rhythm game. And the music in this game is, is really good. So I'm excited to see the, the matchup this time around. So uh, the, the theme of U1, the, the you know, main character, is the legendary theme. 
And in this case, we've chosen the acoustic version. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and give this a listen, and uh, we'll see what you guys uh, think. mellow theme for this game because a lot of the other music is quite you know heavy and uh as far as that goes uh uh, guitaru man was actually composed not necessarily by a video game composer it was composed by a a japanese band called coil and they did all the music for this game and uh definitely worth looking into you know it's a fun rhythm game oh yeah yeah i'm not i have no rhythm of course but i love the soundtrack (laughs) love the soundtrack even if i have no rhythm the song sounds very lonely Oh, yeah. It is an incredibly mellow, kind of almost melancholy track. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, for a lot of the character themes, I think people are going to find, you know, they're, you know, it's the themes of heroes and villains, and it's very, like, sweeping and epic and stuff. But, like, in this case, it's kind of a sad song. You know, it's super kind of low-key, relaxing, and I'm excited to see how it's going to go up against something like this. Uh, it is the theme of Ike. From Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, which was composed by uh, three different people, uh, Yoshito Hirano, uh, Chika Sekigawa, and Naoko Mitome. Uh, The three of them composed the uh, uh, music for this game, and so this theme, uh, known as Eternal Bond, Ike's theme, is... Almost the exact opposite of uh, Legendary Theme's acoustic version. Uh, So let's go ahead and give this guy a listen.
much more sweeping. Yeah, way more intense. Epic battle music. Yeah. It really is. Uh, it's a blood flowing. And, and not even battle and music. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's not even battle music. No, it's, it's the theme. It's just Ike's theme. Yeah, it's just yeah. that, you know, like sweeping and orchestral. And uh, so uh, as far as that goes, uh, for all of our uh, listeners out there, you have a chance to vote on what you think is the best theme between the two. Uh, so if you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, if you go to our Discord and join up there, all three of those ways get you votes. And just for giving a dollar a month for our GameZilla Media Patreon, you also have access to a vote there. Uh, so if you go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, you'll be able to sign up there. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you get, not only do you get the early re- retro relapse, yeah. you get the vote for, for our bracket, and then you also get everything else on that $1 level from the GameZilla Media. So if you bump up to that $5 Patreon, if you support us that way, you get all the special episodes from each of the podcasts on GameZilla Media. Yeah, and there's a ton. Uh, so every one of our shows every month is is releasing bonus content. Uh, you know, And for Legend of Retro, you get the Game Shark Show, which is our uh, uh, monthly special, which is where we go into different topics. We do like countdowns of our favorite things in video gaming, whether it's like favorite, you know, video games themselves or characters or whatever. Uh, we, you know, cover a ton of stuff. So if you're interested in that, uh, definitely consider supporting GameZilla Media. But uh, as far as that goes, guys, uh, I think it's uh, about time that we wrap up today's episode. Yeah. Uh, your, quest, your quest is over, Craig. My quest is over. You I, can now go to West Virginia. I can now head to West Virginia. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to jump in your luggage. Just give it a good kick out the uh, the. Yeah, it doesn't have any door. wheels, so uh, I'm just going to drag you around. Can you put a parachute on the luggage? Sure. I think I'll be fine. Okay. I trust you. That's a bad move. But okay, anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to this week's Legend of Retro. We'll see you all next time when, when the legend, legend continues. continues.